Welcome to another Monday of No One Gets Away With Anything. Today with you we are Jose Rafael Ochoaneri and Ariana Lopez. Hi, nice to see you. Hello again. Not like we haven't been with each other for like four <laughs> hours. Yeah. As usual, it just gets worse every time we're like, no, <laughs> we're supposed to take, you know, we're going to shorten the time that we spend before we actually record. I think we're never taking so long to record. Yeah, it's day. like today Special we literally took three hours. That's fine. We had good reasons. I yeah, mean, we had good reasons. So we had like so many guests. Yes. We're Christmas season. Yes. Thanksgiving was yesterday. Yes. Thanksgiving was yesterday. Today is technically Black Friday. Exactly. Uh, oh, uh, is it today? Yes, today is Black Friday. What? Uh, on like yesterday at 12, I bought everything that I needed to buy. And it's, you know, awesome. Amazing. Uh, and yeah, last night was Thanksgiving dinner here at my house. I have a, I had a lot of people over. We spent most of the day just picking everything up. And then Ariana came and we were like talking and like, what are we going to talk about in this episode? And we settled on a top subject pretty close to our last episode, I think, mm -hmm. or one of our last episodes. And it is... The holidays. The holidays. Oh, my God. And I think, yeah, we mentioned this in our past, yeah, past week, um, that for us, the holidays and the traditions are a very important part of our culture and actually who we are, the things that we enjoy and the things that make us happy. Right? Yeah, 100%. So we did not want to pass, let pass this opportunity to reflect on the meaning of the holidays. and yeah what keeps the holidays going basically but we've we also acknowledge that there's a lot of people who don't live the holidays the same way that we do mm -hmm. o sea en verdad eh, la manera que nosotros nos crearon y, y, y your background your religion everything affects the way that you live the holidays mm -hmm. and so we wanted to talk a little bit about that that there's uh, good things and bad things about the holidays mm -hmm. and that most people don't like to talk about it mm -hmm. and that's why we're going to talk about it today exactly and also for context for us what the holidays represent is basically Christmas. Yeah, so the time of year... In Venezuela, it would be the time when there are basically. Literal. But for the rest of the world, basically, it would be the time uh, right after Halloween. Exactly, like November, December. Right till the beginning of February. Mm -hmm. But like what, what I mean also is that, for example, for the Muslim community, um, the holidays are in a completely different time of the year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and for and also the, they're spread out throughout the year. Yeah, but also they have like this month, which name I do not remember. When it's like when they um, only eat at night. Yes, um, I don't remember either. Um, well, what I mean is that our perception of the holidays is very, I think, Western, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and that's a disclaimer for the rest of the episode. Um, holidays for us are basically christmas a bit of thanksgiving and that's something jose and i were talking about before it's like thanksgiving is a very american celebration is it this no yeah keep going sorry <laughs> <laughs> um but i think most of latin american countries like especially perhaps like a part of their population perhaps the high income population of these countries have somehow adopted this tradition because i one of the most beautiful things about thanksgiving is that it's not religion oriented like How did you celebrate Thanksgiving? I, the first time I celebrated was two years ago. Before that, I'd, I've never celebrated with my family. I've always celebrated with friends. Okay, so uh, let's go into that. I've 
my experience of Thanksgiving is very different. So uh, New Year's was always better with my dad's side of the family. Like New Year's was like their holiday mm-hmm. and it was really fun. Uh, and then um, 24th and 25th, it was a lot with my mom's part of the family. Okay. And all of them came together for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always really fun. Thanksgiving was with my nuclear family. So my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister and I. Mm-hmm. And when my Manuela came, also her. And um, the thing is, each one of us would invite th- our friend and the, his parents or her parents that really like did something for us mm-hmm. that year or that really meant, meant a lot to us that year. And um, we would basically have dinner with our friends and their parents. And it was always very wholesome. We would, you know, but I've been celebrating Thanksgiving since I was very little. Like I remember every year celebrating Thanksgiving. So it's very interesting for me. It's not that way. It's, yeah. Yeah. My, my family, the thing is, For example, your mom studied in the U.S., if yeah. I'm not wrong, yeah. right? And I think both of your parents have, like... My dad uh, studied in the U.S. too, exactly. so... Exactly. Like, y- they both have, like, very international experience or, like, influence, right? And even my parents, I've, I think they do as well because we travel a lot. They never actually got to live that culture, you know? Yeah. So they were not passing it on to us because it was not something that belonged to them in the first place, yeah. you know? It was actually me and my sister who, I think, like, started out this idea of celebrating thanksgiving either with our friends or like amongst ourselves but we never actually had like a you know set date for thanksgiving yeah thanksgiving for us was always the third thursday of the month of november Mm -hmm. always and it's also the thing was that right after thanksgiving i don't know how religious your family was but and my family especially my mom's side of the family was pretty and still is very religious Mm -hmm. and I, i i appreciate that part of my family a lot Uh, and one thing that we would sing was the La Corona Viento. Yeah. So we would sing every every Sunday okay. uh, for a month before Christmas uh, to signal the coming of Christ and all mm-hmm. of that. And then we would sing uh, Aguinaldos. So mm. Aguinaldos are also a really good part of, of It's of like Christmas holidays. carols, but like in Venezuela. Yeah, but, uh, but <laughs> Gaitas edition. <laughs> Mi burrito sound. Well, yeah. I'm not sing because I'm super yeah. bad. My, my favorite one was Fuego del Cañón. Es que hay muchos, hay muchos buenos. El, el, la, el, si la Virgen fuera andina. Ajá, ese es bueno. Y también el que, el que es de como una flor amarilla, no me acuerdo. El, I don't remember that one. Bueno, X. There's infinite ones. Y yo en mi casa había CDs, pues, como que los poníamos y los poníamos mientras montábamos el arbolito, como que the playlist, the Christmas playlist of the house was like the Christmas playlist, you know? So, sí. tipo, Navidad was such a big deal in my family that, like, my sister's, her birthday is on October 27th. And she used to ask for, like, a birthday decoration, the Christmas tree. Como... There was Christmas in my house since October 27th. <laughs> and my mom took it out like in February or something like that. Yeah. Like we really abused. Yeah, my family, did, we did the same thing. <laughs> Another tradition that I forgot that I had for Christmas is that most years, whenever we set up the Christmas tree, I invite friends over to set it up with us. And the cookies, you told me about Yeah, and we make cookies. Mm-hmm. And today, um, my, a lot, uh, my girlfriend slept over and two of my best friends slept over. And they stayed in here to like three. We picked up the entire house. And my dad was like, let's do the Christmas tree. <laughs> and we did. And the, the Christmas tree was beautiful. And then I was uh, over there by the couch putting the World Cup game. Uh, and I was like, oh, 
it's that moment again where I have my friends putting the Christmas tree mm. up with me and it was really nice. It's a tradition that I enjoy a lot having my friends over for that. Es que o sea, a mí me ha pasado, bueno, como todas las cosas que he dicho, bro, I think this is my personality right now. It's only the fact that I moved away from my house. So everything I say, I do, and I breathe for is basically because I'm not with my parents anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Pero lo que iba a decir es que desde que me vine, o sea, como Christmas has been a completely different thing, right? Yeah. Pero por una parte me he dado cuenta de las cosas que traigo de mis papás, o sea, los valores que me enseñaron, las tradiciones, el significado de la Navidad en mi familia, y al mismo tiempo como que I'm making my own Christmas. Yes. Y lo que me pasó este año es que I wanted to put up my Christmas tree. Y mi abuela, como she's always been like the mother of Christmas in my family. Side. Of course. The biggest Christmas tree was at her house. We always celebrated Christmas there. All my cousins, all the, the matriarch. presents. Como literally, it was such a magical experience every time we like Santa arrived, you know? Yeah. Um, So now that she's here and she cannot have that for herself, she's quite sad about it. Of course, it's Because it's like, like losing a child. Yeah, 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 and like the fact that she cannot put up her Christmas and like she basically she decorated everything in her house, come on, from the stairs to the curtains to like the table and the Christmas tree, come on, everything had something related to Christmas, and she doesn't have that illusion anymore, right? So I told her like, let's go. We bought a Christmas tree, beautiful natural Christmas tree. We went Christmas shopping. We you bought went, a natural Christmas tree? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because like in my house, for me, it's very inconvenient having to store yes. a Christmas tree. Come on, every year. I don't know when I'm going to move away or something. Um, so like, and also brought like the red flowers, flores de Pascua. I don't know how you say their name. Yes, yeah, the red flowers. Oh, the Christmas flowers. Yeah, you know, uh, we figured out the, the, the day that they're super toxic for cats. Never done. Yeah, we figured out the other day. Because, uh, sorry for the, the, the cutout, but uh, a neighbor... <laughs> Mm -hmm. of my girlfriend brought over the flowers like look I'm super allergic to them and I like can't have them in my house mm -hmm. can you please like keep them for me because uh -huh. they're beautiful I want somebody to have okay. them and we went like they were in the house and my girlfriend was super happy and then I told her like could you like maybe figure out if they're bad for the cat and it had a big warning sign like very toxic mortal really? for cats yes yes that's crazy yeah. but yeah basically Yeah, your, your grandma. What happens to your cat, like if they're close to the? If it eats the flowers or if it's around it, it can develop a disease. Oh wow! Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so basically, I told her like, look, it's like she was sad and stuff, and my mom also told me like, you know, let's like do something. Her and I was really happy about Christmas overall, and I was like, if I don't put up my Christmas tree now, I'm gonna, only gonna have it for like two weeks because I'm also leaving, you know. And by the time I come back, it's like. Christmas is somehow over. So, like, I was like, well, let's do this. I went with my cousins. We bought the Christmas tree. We bought the flowers. I went home. And we, like, put up the tree. And then we figured that my tree from last year was, like, super small. Super much smaller than this one. Okay. Right? So, like, I used to have one night, like, I don't know, como cinco bambalinas. And then we put it on and the thing was empty. And she was like, imposible. O sea, ¿cómo vas a dejar eso así? Tienes que comprar cosas y tal. Eran las nueve de la noche. Y él le dije, bueno, nos vamos. Agarramos y nos fuimos al Carrefour, tipo, en Mar de Cristal, ¿sabes? Que sí. hay como el Carrefour. O sea, yo nunca había tenido como un late night adventure with my grandma, you know. And you had one. And I had one, and she was super excited about it. En condiciones normales, she would have never accepted to leave the house at 9 p.m., go to the Carrefour, get something and come back. Como, that would never have been, like, on the table. And she was like, okay, perfect, let's go. And I was like... I used to have these adventures with my sister, you know? Como yeah, yeah. Tipo de planes que they're get super get. familiar. Yeah. Y I had it with her, and she was so happy about it. And she was like, yeah, but take this. This is beautiful. Na, na, na. We didn't find everything we needed. So, like, anyways, we set up the Christmas tree, and the next day I told her, like, look, let's go corte inglés. Dude, 
en, en Venezuela había unas tiendas de Navidad arrochísimas. Pero, bro, do, corte inglés, como que... Yes. Wow. I saw so many beautiful wow. things. I wanted to get everything. Como, and she was like, yeah, but why don't you take it? And I was like, I do not have a limited budget. O sea, como, as much as I would like to spend all the money I could in Christmas, this is not even calculated within the expenses of the month. Como, yeah, yeah, like... This is... <laughs> I'm this living is outside my own. Yeah. Yeah. Pero, el, o sea, my point with all of this is like... And we also bought like uh, panettone and she bought like sweets and wine. Yeah, my girlfriend loves panettone. I love... I didn't like it until she introduced it to me. Mm. Entonces, exacto, para mí la Navidad también tiene muchísimo que ver con ella. O sea, para mí, mi Ava es como que everything that has to do with Christmas, you know? She's Same the here. Christmas spirit. Same She here. She is the Christmas spirit, right? Entonces, para mí, o sea, a pesar de que no estoy con mi familia y no monto el arbolito con mi mamá, ni con mi hermana, ni con mi papá, ni siquiera con mis amigos, el hecho de montarlo con ella es más que suficiente. Es como que the only person I think is as excited or more excited for me than Christmas, for Christmas than me, is her. And it makes me very happy. And moments of the connection like that one are very hard. Y, um, o sea, I'm very grateful for Christmas for giving me that. I, I have a similar experience. So because Christmas was always with my mom's side of the family, mm -hmm. my there was this tradition where we would all give each other presents mm -hmm. on Christmas Day. And it would be always like every single one of your, uh, of your cousins would receive a gift from every one of every single one of your uncles and aunts mm. okay so from this aunt and uncle you got this and from the other aunt, and, and the same was so that your parents bought presents for all your cousins mm -hmm. and when the cousins became like after 25 they got presents for everyone too <laughs> uh but w the thing was that the person who would hand out every single gift was my grandmother she would sit down next to the christmas yeah. tree grab the gift and say for andreina from jose <laughs> And then you yeah, would have to go up, and grab the present, hug grandma, and then hug the person mm -hmm. who actually got exactly. you the present. Exactly. Yeah, my was super awkward. Hug, come on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and most of the time, she didn't even know. Like, sí, the, sí, like sí. she got the presents like three months in advance, and she forgot <laughs> what, what she got you. But uh, for for us, my grandma's house was always Christmas house. Exactly. Okay. Y mi abuela. Arriba había arbolito y abajo había arbolito. Mm -hmm. And like, the, like there were decorations from upstairs and from downstairs. And we got like our Christmas present from like Santa mm -hmm. upstairs. Mm -hmm. But Reyes was downstairs. The same thing for me. Como Christmas, like imagine this. Como my grandma's house is like a very cozy place, right? She had this huge Christmas tree and this like huge living room, right? So we would be, I have six, seven cousins. Plus four aunts, four uncles, my grandma, and then my grandma from the other side. We were a lot of people, right? So first, it was the whole Christmas day, right? We arrived in the morning to her house to prepare everything. We went back home, we showered, we got ready, and then we went back to have dinner, right? So imagine a table with like 20 people or something like that. And you had everything I loved. Come on, the turkey... They also made like this puree and the salad and like el pan de jamón. Como, the salads were always amazing pero, for some o sea, reason. Todo. Como, there was nothing that I did not want ayacas. to eat. Ayacas. No. Bueno, lo que nosotros hacíamos ayacas, pero no las comíamos en Navidad. So like, when we were kids, we were just like waiting for it to be 12. You know? Like, yeah. what's the point of Christmas if it's not going to be Santa? You know? Yeah. But... My cousins and I, since we were that many, we organized, like, Christmas dances, right? So, like, I coordinated, like, 
set of like for example yeah, five performances yeah. como entonces yo hacía una con mi hermana hacía una con mi primo hacíamos una todos juntos and there was a schedule ¿no? tipo y mis primos y yo pasábamos te lo juro un mes organizando la vaina era como que ok esto es lo que te vas a poner en este primer acto después en el segundo acto salen estos dos y ustedes se van y se cambian y tal y en el último acto la última vez que lo hicimos, mi, pri mi, mi primo más chiquito estaba bebé. Entonces fue el niño Jesús, bro. ¡Oh, oh my <risa> God! Que Ay, coño. <risa> el nivel de tipo organización de eso. Entonces, once we picked up, it was almost 12, right? And usualmente pasaba como una caravana de Navidad por fuera de casa de mi abuela. So, like, magically, we went out, and by the time that we had gone back... All the presents were there. there. And since we were, like, so many kids, it was literally como an avalanche of o sea, tipo, toda la sala estaba llena de regalos. Oh, my God. You're, they're so smart. <laughs> They would make me go to sleep. No, no, no. It was amazing. Eh, entonces, eso. We opened the presents, and then we did como el intercambio. The, my aunt gave all of it. Exactly what you said. Como everyone gave somebody a gift, right? Y... We would just like stay up, on, up until like two or three in the morning. Drinking Nestlé, me acuerdo que lo único, como nosotros no tomábamos café, los niños como que tomábamos Nestlé. Claro, para mantenerte despierto. Porque mi mamá despierta. siempre me decía, el Nestlé te mantiene despierta. Entonces nos inyectaba en Nestlé. <risa> <risa> este, y al día siguiente pasamos igual todo el día ahí como que jugando y estrenando todos los juguetes. Y I love my cousins and sharing that with them is also like one of my, one of the things for which I treasure Christmas the most también. There's so much to it. There is. I, uh, How was it for you? The thing is, my family, at least from my mom's side, we were, there were seven brothers. Mm -hmm. Each one of them was married and had a family. We were about 24 cousins, more or less. <laughs> I was proud of us being seven. Yeah, we were 24 cousins, more or less. The thing is, varying ages. Most of my cousins are f between 30 and 40 right now. Mm -hmm. Um even uh, uh, some of them are getting to 50. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we were a lot of people. And we were always, like, my brother, my sister, and I, we were the little ones. Mm -hmm. We got the most, you attention. know, attention. Uh, my brother got the most attention. Mm -hmm. I got the second most attention, but it was... I, I never really needed that much attention. Mm -hmm. I really liked, you know, just seeing everybody be happy. And we had this big dinner as well, everything. Uh, they would, my mom would make the turkey. My aunt would make the salad. Uh, my uh, my other aunts were really good at like desserts, and mm -hmm. one of my, one of them, Mita Maria, love you. She makes a uh, uh, chocolate uh, mousse, which is like a ridiculously addictive. Like she sells it today. Mm -hmm. Like it's like go buy it. It's really good. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, it would just be, you know, drinking champagne. Like the first time I ever had anything to drink was, was definitely like, no, it was New Year's. It was, it was probably Champagne New Year's. Champagne Año Nuevo. Champagne Año Nuevo. Igualito. Champagne Año Nuevo. Y era mi tío, toma sobrino. And he would give me a little. Um, and honestly, like for me, at least, Año Nuevo era muy distinto porque era con los Ochoa. Y siempre, o sea, la parte con los Ochoa. La parte de mi papá y la familia hacían, o sea, they would get together and do something called an Ochoada, which means okay. that all of the Ochoas, regardless of where you come from, would come and get together and have like, and it would generally be like parrilla, ayaca, eh, like yuca, 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 eh, sancochada, guasacaca, eh, chistorra, it would be like that for like hours. And then when it was getting really, like, tonight, we would do a present exchange. Mm -hmm. But we would Ay, always... Año nuevo. Año nuevo. Because 
we knew that most of us went 24th with our like the, the, other, the, side the other side of the families. And so 31st was for us and we would do the Christmas exchange and we would do it with mimicry. So you had to act like the person that you were going to give the present to. Okay. <laughs> it was always really cool. It was always really fun. And and like it, even the little kids, like you were really little and it was like, okay, how do I act like my cousin? He's so cool. How do I do this? It was always really, really nice. Um, uh, from my dad's side, we were five, but two of them live in the U.S. and haven't didn't come back for like, I saw, I saw one of them once in one Christmas, but most of them stayed. Uh, so the time that when most of them lived in, in Venezuela, it was my... We were four mm-hmm. in total. No, we were... Th- there were five brothers. Two of them lived outside. We were three. Okay. Okay. But you have six... Okay. So, yeah, we were four. Mm-hmm. They were four. Like, and so it was... Como núcleo familiar. Exactly. There were four... Right. Uh, cuatro núcleos familiares. Era mi hermana, mi hermano y yo. Mm-hmm. Mi prima, mi primo y mi primo. Mm-hmm. Mi prima y mi primo. Y ya. <laughs> El trabalengua. Prima, no, primo, yeah. prima, 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 prima. <laughs> so we were, we were, I don't know, let's put 16, 20 people. Mm-hmm. It was more close to what yours okay. looked like. But it would, uh, the night would always end with all of our, all the cousins going to play with their individual presents. Like, you know, the game you got for the Nintendo. I remember that the first book I ever read in one day was mm-hmm. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days, that I read that day that they gave it to me at my aunt's house. And... I spent literally the entire night just reading and I just finished it in one day. (laughs) Uh, And it was always like that. For us, Christmas was like that. But I think what was most remarkable about Christmas in my house was always, in in many ways, the presents and the food. Uh Like food, ayacas, like I've been ayacas my entire life. ¿Tú comías ayacas en Navidad? En Navidad, en Año Nuevo, eh, todo el tiempo que estuviese en el medio y seis meses después cuando quedaban dos ayacas en el congelador también. También. Yes. Pa I el... didn't like ayacas that much. I preferred bollo mm-hmm. because I was a picky little child. Sí. Today, I would kill for an ayaca. Mm-hmm. Anyone. Pero es que, whoever ver, you are. Ajá, paréntesis. Hacer ayacas es la tradición. Nunca hice ayacas. De verdad. En mi, en mi familia se hicieron ayacas, pero yo nunca hice ayacas. Nunca. Pero, like, I know what it entails. Tipo, I, no, mentira, mentira. Hubo un año que yo amarré ayacas. Pero tu familia, familia. O sea, tu mamá, tu papá hacían ayacas y tú no hacías ayacas. O sea, eh, a veces hacían algunas partes... O sea, porque qué pasa? Okay. What, what, what would happen is that the other family... So, for example, from my mom's side of the family, the other mm-hmm. sides of those families mm-hmm. all made ayacas. Okay. So, it was unnecessary. Everybody okay. brought ayacas. Okay, okay. And the same thing happened with my dad's side of the family. Like, they would always have people that brought them ayacas. I know that some years we've made, but we never make too much. We okay. make a couple of them. Okay. For for the family only, and it's so like the process when there's too little to do. The process okay. is so little that I was very young and I didn't get to do anything. But ah. I remember that one year I was the one that you know. Sabes cómo estás amarrando la yaca que tienes que poner el dedito para hacer el nudo. Yo yo fui el dedito. En algún momento yo fui el dedito que que ponías para amarrar la yaca. And for those who do not know, ayacas are like some sort of tamales. Yes, they're kind of like tamales. And if you don't know what tamales is, I don't really know how to explain. But it's like some um, corn dough, right? Corn dough. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also put, le pones onoto, que no tengo ni nada. I have idea. no idea what Como it is. Como se dice en inglés. Mm. It's like this orange, como pigmentation that you put in the dough, right? So like you... Onoto. Onoto. You spread it out and then you put a bunch of like mm, rellenos. So you put, uh, you put eh, pernil. Bueno, depende. O sea, nosotros hacíamos con, con carne. Con libre. carne, wow. Yeah. We would generally do it with pernil. So it was like, you know, pernil es... es, es pork. Pork, yeah. 
it's a part of the pork or exactly the entire, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know brother <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> yes uh pork you would have aceitunas pasas, pasas uh, raisins yeah you would have like uh peppers and like onions yeah. and like basically a bit of everything and it looked more or less like this right you need a very like sophisticated chain of production right you need the first person who was going to clean the plant oh no an anato it's called anato bueno nuestro productor dice que dice anato es como yeah it's like an orange pigmentation what play it no it's good. i don't think you're going to listen to it okay But it's like, exactly, it's like the orange pigmentation. And also part of the magic of this food is that you wrap it up in plantain leaves. Yes, right? you wrap them up in plantain leaves. Entonces, the chain of production would look, look more or less something like this. You need someone who cleans the leaves. Yes. Right? And then you have someone who's going to put the dough in the leaf and is going to spread it out. Right? Then you have someone who's going to put the, like, part, some of the relleno. What, what's the name for that? Stuffing. Exactly, some of the stuffing. And then you would have someone who would finish it up. And then you have someone who is going to wrap them up. And then someone's going to cook them. Yes, yes. And, and then somebody who checked them every hour and then refrigerated everything. Exacto. Y, y contaban, y decían, los bollos son estos, las hallacas son estas. O sea, y además tenías que tener el guiso preparado desde antes. Everything cut it from before. The Como, guiso is like the soup. Exactly, like the meat. Yeah. Right? So, for us... Is, it, is the guiso the soup or the meat? Es que para, bueno, para nosotros era como que la carne la cocinabas en el guiso. Claro, el guiso es la, es la sopa. Exacto, okay. pero es como la carne. Yeah, exacto. it's... Okay, perfect. <laughs> este, We have the same idea. Entonces, for, for me, hacer ayacas, even since I was small, meant waking up like at five in the morning because you had so much work to do, you had to go super early. Oh my God. We would all go to my grandma's house, all my cousins, all my aunts, etc., right? And then, well, when I was so small, like, the, the big people would cook and my cousins and I would, you know, play around yeah but then the more we grew like the more we were, you, like, you evolve you you evolve in the chain exactly yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least i've heard that the way that you wrap the ayaka means that it's a bollo or an ayaka Ajá, or that it's an ayaka with pernil or that it's an ayaka for the Literal. person who doesn't need this you know? tú nunca escuchaste la historia de una, de una señora que fue a Caracas a Miami y la pararon en, en aduana porque tenía la maleta llena de, de leaves de plantain y le preguntaron ¿qué es esto? y la señora no hablaba inglés y le decía for ayaka And of course, <laughs> o sea, nosotros, look at us, like we're having the hardest time in the world to explain what that is. Imagine, and we have like, <laughs> we've had like 30 minutes to do it. You I know? feel like this is the most Spanish podcast we've ever had. <laughs> yes. Este, yeah, like. Uno terminaba la noche, o sea. No, no, pero no, no tanto para hacer ayacas. When, when you went to Christmas dinner and you ate everything. Like, it's so difficult to stay awake after that. Like, mm -hmm. you would eat your body so weight. Much. In ayacas and pan de jamón. Pan de jamón, bro. Pan de jamón. Like, honestly, Amazing. I could live on pan de jamón. No problem. Sí. Y también, por ejemplo, está esta cosa de que lo que comes en Navidad no lo comes el resto del año. Sí. Entonces, es que, te lo juro, o sea, para mí, como the whole, the whole package entails, like, so many emotions and so much love and so much worth that it, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't change it for anything, you know. Y por eso como que sentir el olor de algo navideño o tasting the food or imagining the food means like so much. You know, my dad, I've seen him do this a couple of times uh, since I've lived with him the last couple of years. 
he saves a couple of ayacas, two, three ayacas, and he saves them. And whenever he's had a particularly rough day, he makes an ayaka when he gets home. <laughs> and you you see it. It's like uh, the smelling it and being like, oh, it smells like Christmas. And you get a bit of energy back sí, from sí, that, sí. which is incredibly Genial. good. Es que es todo, o sea, en Caracas está esto de... También tienes las gaitas que son durante el mes de noviembre, o sea, they make... They mark up, like, the beginning of Christmas. Yeah, right? you, know it's, you know it's December when you start listening to, uh, to uh, gaitas in the radio. No, no, antes, desde octubre. Pues. Bueno, pero para mí, ya octubre, cuando hay gaitas, ya es de época de gaitas, época, época de diciembre, época, ya. Época de sembrina. Y bueno, una última tra como tradición que teníamos nosotros... Teníamos tanto Reyes, pero Reyes era literal solo regalos, pues. Como, no sé cómo era sí, Reyes era despertarte súper tempranito de la mañana y ir a agarrar los regalitos que quedan. They were never big presents. They were Exacto. always like candy uh -huh. or like a, 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 like a little toy or something. Mm -hmm. But it was never like a Nintendo. No, that, that's Christmas. It, it was something a, a bit more like... Siempre eran que si gomitas. Como el, eh, el gesto, pues. Sí. Este, y el espíritu de la Navidad, que no sé si tú lo, tú lo celebraste en algún momento. No, we never... So, the, like, what, the day after Christmas? No, it's the 21st of December, right? Basically, the co the whole concept is you gather, you write a letter to the Christmas spirit. Oh, yeah, but that that's with the, the, the La Corona de Viento. Bueno, you no do that. Los, yeah. It's like Exacto. the third, the, the, wait, 24th minus 7? And 17. Okay, no. I'm mistaken then. No, I never did the spirit. The, I, I think I did the Christmas spirit at one point, but I don't remember it. Bueno, básicamente es eso. O sea, escribes una carta para el espíritu de la Navidad ese año y quemas tu carta del año pasado. Hmm. Y, o sea, cuando quemas tu carta del año pasado, como que antes de quemarla, la revisas, ves que se te cumplió, que no se te cumplió. Because you ask for some wishes, right? Yeah. And after you burn those and you already wrote the ones for the next year, you gather around in a table and you light up like some mandarin candles, ¿verdad? You, you como say some words, like people express their gratitude and like what they're happy for, you joke around and that. And then, con la cera de la vela, you seal like your letter, right? Mm. And you keep it for next year. Oh my God, that's such a cool tradition. Verdad, sí. El año pasado le con mis amigos. Y that's lo que pasa, so good. This year I'm not going to be in Caracas for the date. But I really, I think I remember some of the wishes that I made and some of them like... I know como have come, come true. true and I'm so happy about it. I'm going to do that 21st of December. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write it down. There's even like some I mean there's I, the original I think it's like prayers but you don't have to do the prayers como you can just You can do whatever you want. Exactly. But I think it's a beautiful como tradition. And yeah. I have a debate for another day by the way. Okay. Later I'll tell you but yeah. <laughs> uh what about the I I always had the experience every once in a while like especially the, those four years between 14 and 18 mm -hmm. where I was actually pretty good physically but I didn't feel super okay with mm -hmm. my body where like eating in December was always like I want to eat everything mm -hmm. but I can't or I shouldn't like did you the food do you have a similar experience bueno when I was during my eating disorder eating disorder I would literally just serve myself salad a bit of the pavo and my I didn't even try pan de jamón <laughs> como they were Solid, like, two years where I just didn't eat any of those things. Ni siquiera me provocaban, pero era como una cosa que... Oh, my God, I can't. O sea, si, si he sentido, tipo, mi, en mi familia, they, especially my, my aunts, and I love all of them, sometimes get get into that, tipo, mm -hmm. pero te vas a comer eso. And they do it with the best intentions possible, but you receive it, la mayoría de veces, como que, ¿será que estoy comiendo de más, mm -hmm. etc.? And it's not, like, I've learned to listen to myself in that sense, pero sí, definitely associated to you know seasonal depression stuff tipo diciembre etc it comes with anxiety about seeing family and uh uh and eating 
especially. Sí. I think, I think. Okay. And what I think is that... O sea, por ejemplo, para mí era como que I, I rarely ever como have the opportunity to eat what I eat in Christmas and I rarely ever also give myself the opportunity to just like eat everything I want, you know? Yeah. Como, o sea, usualmente me va a comer algo pero I'll just have like a portion of it. Y en Navidad es como que the best thing It's not the Christmas dinner. It's when you wake up in the morning. And you have all the leftovers. And you have all the leftovers, too. My fridge right now. con pernil, brother. Bueno, hey, my fridge right now is full of pernil. And, uh, you know, the best thing in the world within Thanksgiving. Puré de... No, 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 no. Batata. Puré de batata con marshmallows encima. That is another thing. Uh, we have two big Tupperwares full of it. Um, and love. <laughs> Um, and I don't, I don't know like lately creo que desde la perspectiva de vivir acá uh, creo que tú me lo mencionaste también tipo like it's not the same Christmas living mm -hmm. here I think Thanksgiving has stayed more or less the same and I think Christmas this year will probably be more Christmassy mm -hmm. than than ever or at least than ever in Spain for me mm -hmm. but um, there's definitely a change and it has also led me to be very um It's not self-conscious, very, you know... Thoughtful. Thoughtful and, and, like, looking back at my whole Christmas experience from when I was younger, mm -hmm. my whole holiday experience when I was younger. Like, remembering my grandma, she passed away a year ago. May she rest in peace. And remembering all of these things, or, like, Christmas with my family, all that, like, in Caracas. It, I don't know if you have that experience, because you go most, most Decembers, mm -hmm. but... I don't know if you have that experience. Even when, even if you know you're going to go, like right before you go, don't you feel a bit like, that's the word, nostalgic, nostalgic. about the past of Christmas? Sí, total. Porque, por ejemplo, para mí es el hecho de que mi familia nunca o no ha estado junta desde hace como cinco años. Tipo, having all my cousins as I told you about. Like, it's a long time since that happened for the last time. Right? So, even if I go back home and I get most of the experience, there's... O sea, la familia al final es the main point of the whole Christmas thing. Como, if you have nobody to share it with, then... Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? I, I mean, what if you... Well, your first year here, you went back for Christmas? Yeah. You've never stayed? No. So I had one year where I... It was a year that I was living alone with my brother. And we bought each other Christmas presents and everything, but we didn't have a tree. We had a tree that was literally this size. <laughs> I remember. Okay? Yeah, you remember? <laughs> and it was like this little Christmas tree. And it, we we put the presents under the tree and we gave each other presents. And it still felt like, like it, it's not a Christmas that I would, you know, put as something that we didn't celebrate. Mm -hmm. It was still something meaningful. super special, meaningful, and important to me. And again, I had Christmas dinner at my dad's house mm -hmm. and, you know, we did a couple things, but... I, The Christmas for me wasn't that. It was being with my brother in our house mm -hmm. where we lived alone, like independent adults, eh, which we were not and still are not. And then, <laughs> um, you know, giving each other a present or two. And our presents were like, I gave my brother a, a, like a shaving machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my brother, I don't know what my brother gave me. I don't even remember. Oh, he, uh, uh, no, I got my brother a tea. Uh, I, we gave each other uh, shaving machines okay. that we bought on Black Friday <laughs> for a two for one, which was really nice. And then I got my brother, um, he got me a shaving kit, which was like a, a, a baggy to put because I don't have one shaving machine. I have like five. Okay. This, all these beauty is, is kept up in many ways. Okay. Uh, and I have, okay. a lot of, I have a lot of shaving stuff. And he bought me like a little 
baggy so I can because I was going to my girlfriend's house a lot and he was like you need to be able to move this stuff around and he got me a little baggy to move it around and it says have a shave like uh, I shave you or I love you or something it was really cute and then I got my brother he's really he loves tea I love tea you love tea I love tea that's a a green flag Um, (laughs) uh, and then I got him like one of these uh, Chinese teapots where you can like put the the thing on top and Mm -hmm. it does everything and my brother loves it and he still has he just went to live away and he still has it and so i think it's uh that made christmas it that he gave me something that i really uh that he thought i would want or need or would help me and the same i did the same Mm -hmm. so yeah lovely lovely right lovely is it too much about giving presents maybe i don't think so I think perhaps come on, the hype of the overconsumption in Christmas is something that has maybe reached an extent that is a bit extreme. Come on, Black Friday. That's another topic. Come on, that's a debate for another day. Yeah. But like, definitely there's a big hype and there's a bigger commercial opportunities behind the whole Christmas idea, right? But like, also that's part of the magic of it, isn't it? Come on, the fact that you... The thing about holidays is that you have a lot of permissions, right? You have permissions to enjoy the foods that you love. You have permissions to stop your life regularly and spend time with your family. To, to allow yourself, at least for me, for example, Thanksgiving, we always talk before we eat. Mm-hmm. And it's always a moment where you can express what you feel about you, about your family, about everything that's going on mm-hmm. in your life and be thankful. And it's really it's a rather emotional moment that mm-hmm. you don't really have at any other time of the year so it's not only that you allow yourself to eat or that you allow yourself to you know indulge yourself in a present or it's that you you i think it's also the fact that you can you allow yourself to feel with the people that technically or that should mean the most to you Mm -hmm. whether that be your family or or your friends or whoever you're living it with and i think that the giving of something doesn't have to be uh doesn't have to be physical, but it does make me wonder, like, what is it about giving something that makes Christmas a holiday? Like, what makes a holiday a holiday? Well, now that you say about giving something, it's very true, like, the very cliche phrase that, like, the thing that gives you the most satisfaction is when you make something for somebody else, when you make somebody else happy. Yeah. Y okay, bueno, no sé si te pasa, pero, like, in relationships, como, I know that for my boyfriend, it's, like, he really appreciates when I do something more for him, like, in a day that he did not expect right even if it's like bringing him something small or doing something that he really appreciates and it's a very genuine way of showing love yeah definitely and i think just like the holidays take away all of this like perhaps come on cringe to do nice things yeah yeah okay and it's like you just have the opportunity to be super nice to everyone come on giving a lot sharing a lot being there a lot yeah and not only being there a lot making a lasting memory uh i remember the first time i saw my sister pick up her christmas presents mm-hmm. like the the you know you've marked somebody's life mm-hmm. it, it's something that I, I, we've, when we talked about the things that we do that may, are meaningful for us mm-hmm. you know the thing that changing somebody's life and you being able to see it at that moment that the it's reason magic. We, it's magical that's the magic of the holidays it's ma- that's that's why your family would be like oh the parade go outside and then all the things like that's that moment of being a parent, working all year, no breaks, no anything. And then that day, just seeing your children light up is beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, well, I don't know if, like, there's this other thing of Christmas for us means all of this. But then there's people who 
you know. I think Christmas is the greatest example for us because we lived in a culture that did mm-hmm. this. That's why Thanksgiving applies, but not as much. Exactly. But I think that I think that the people who live through Hanukkah or through any other holiday, they live through it in the same way. I think it's a holiday is those things. It's opening up mm-hmm. emotionally. Uh, eating food together is a pretty pretty common universal See? for holidays. Giving presents whether that be physical or emotional mm-hmm. presence, like writing a letter, singing together, those are, are really human universals or they're, or they're close to human universals mm-hmm. and that you see it in most holidays. Um, and I think that it's something about that. It's, I think it's something about sharing, eating and being vulnerable mm-hmm. with the people that you love the most. Yeah, absolutely. And there's this one, like this other thing, like when somebody messes with your holiday, it's like if they were messing with you. Come on. Yeah. Somebody tells you like, yeah, but Christmas isn't that big of a deal. And you're like, it is for me. It's like, for me, it's the biggest of the deals. Yeah, the biggest of the deals. The biggest of the deals. For me, it's like, I was telling Jose, I don't know if I already said it, but like, in November, November 1st, I was like, every day of this month and the next, I have a default reason to be happy and it's it's Christmas. It's Christmas season, you know? I can go out and see Christmas lights. I can have Christmas lights in my house. A beautiful candle, come on. The fact that it's Christmas makes me so joyful. And I'm not going to accept anybody taking that away from me. You of know? course. And I will do everything in my power to just bring people who I love into my atmosphere of we love Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I do have one more thing, which is like, well, what you were saying, like in, when people attack your holiday, and I think you you told me this before we started. It's like a lot of people like really don't make, and it's shocked you a mm. lot it didn't shock me that much i, I knew about this no, I, I mean i knew but it's just like it was like oh wow but like you don't love christmas come on you don't think christmas is like the biggest of the deals yeah but <laughs> i think the, the biggest of the deals oh my god <laughs> but I, I do think that there, that's the reason i think that everybody has a biggest of deals exactly. and i think that and i'm gonna close i love closing like this no one gets away with not having one Mm-hmm. I think that if you didn't have one, if you didn't have a big deal, a holiday like Christmas or Hanukkah or any other holiday, like your birthday or something, yeah, and and some people, and I think truly, like truly, the spiritual, let's put it, spiritual holiday for the Americans, I think, is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you don't have one, if you don't have a moment where you allow yourself to be vulnerable with your family or your friends or the people who are close to you, your significant others, mm-hmm. and you know, share food or feelings mm-hmm. or even just company, then I don't think you're living like in the proper definition. Like fullest of, potential. In your, to your fullest potential. Well, then, yeah, the holidays are powerful. They're meaningful and they bring us together, you know? And if you have your holiday and you have, and, that, and that's your reason to be happy for like, you know, any day, to seize that opportunity, you know? Don't yeah. throw it away and don't let anybody come on, take that away from you. Because remember that nobody gets away with anything. Anything. We'll see you again next week. Remember that we are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Substack. See you next Monday. Bye. No. O sea, Thanksgiving, ¿saben de dónde viene? Ustedes. Sí, yo me sé la historia. Eso es el Mayflower. Eh, la gente que, que llegó en el Mayflower, el, uh, el los pilgrims que llegaron en el Mayflower, eh, a ver, empieza como los Roanoke.
los Roanoke fueron la primera colonia que se fue a Estados Unidos y se murieron todos de hambre cuando llegó diciembre. Entonces, esto, los Mayflowers llegaron sabiendo, una dama sobrevivió uno que fue el que volvió, se había ido a buscar cosas cuando volvió, todos estaban muertos, se volvió a ir, se fue con el próximo colony, el Mayflower, y estaba buscando una manera de sobrevivir, y los Pilgrims, los Pilgrims estaban como que pidiendo ayuda, conocen a los, a los Native Americans, eran unos Native Americans que estaban ahorita, que estaban en guerra con otros Native Americans, y los vieron a ellos como aliados, entonces como los veían como aliados, les dieron de comer, y les enseñaron cómo primero les dan de comer, y eso es tipo, beginning of November, cuando están empezando a quedar sin, sin comida, porque ya empieza diciembre, están empezando a quedar sin comida, y tuvieron a feast, y fue porque los, los indios, los Native Americans, literalmente les dieron comida, Turkey. Y después de eso les enseñan cómo, cómo harvest y cómo hacer todo eso. Por eso es que Estados Unidos sobrevive. Mm. 